everybody and welcome back to the Football Betting Podcast. I'm your host Tom Pipkin and I'm joined as ever by my co-host Tom Walker. Welcome to the show, thanks for tuning in. Yeah, great to be back last weekend, first week of the show for the opening round of games. Absolute coupon busters left, right, centre. <laughs> it was a very tough week for gambling, wasn't it? The bookies must have been rubbing their hands together. Um, not many winners uh, floating around Twitter come uh, five o'clock. No, not much going on. Um, lots of lots of big favourites kind of choking on the, on the opening day. And, and we always said that the opening day is hard. Probably harder than ever, the fact that, you know, all the teams aren't quite tuned in and, you know, the unpredictability levels go up um, dramatically. So uh, we found that out to our cost. Uh, We did come close to winning uh, one of the trebles, which we'll go over in further detail uh, as the show goes on. But I'm hoping, Tom, as the season progresses, uh, hopefully it will get easier and easier to Uh, predict some winners and kind of follow some form so week two I'm optimistic absolutely Uh, lots of nice looking fixtures actually this weekend Um, so just to cover what what we'll be doing on the show as ever we'll be looking through the Premier League the Championship League One and League Two picking out our betting highlights from each of the leagues yeah looking forward to it so Tom kick us off in the Premier League Four games staggered throughout the day. It's a great Saturday of football. Um, home fourfold. <laughs> I look at I look at the games. Here we go: Everton, West Brom, Leeds, Fulham, Man U, Crystal Palace, Arsenal, West Ham. You've got four short price favourites in all of these games. All four home teams, all under evens. Um, we'll go into each game individually, but just on the face of things, I'm looking at that. I'm thinking all home teams on Saturday in the Premier League, whack them in a fourfold. 3.69 to 1, if you're interested in that. Uh, so your tenner gets you 46.98 back. It's not it's not the greatest odds, is it, really? No, but it's good, <laughs> though. I'd take that to, to, uh, to start the day off uh, with a nice little Premier League, for sure. Uh, but Just, yeah... Uh, Let's break it down a little bit, shall we? Mm-hmm. Um, start with the Everton-West Brom game. Um, we say Everton, we think they'll win. The odds for Everton to do so, 8-15, to 15, so just a shade under 1-2. to two. Um, Very impressive in their first game on opening weekend against Spurs. We actually said that Everton perhaps might take a little bit of time to gel. You know, players like James, Rodriguez, Allen uh, and Ducore might take a bit of time to integrate and get up to full speed. But, you know, they look good to be fair to them. They do look good. Helped by a pretty poor Tottenham performance, but definitely signs of encouragement for Ancelotti and the Sky Blues. West Brom, a 3-0 defeat against a Leicester side in a little bit of a transition season. Definitely not a good way to start the season. Uh, Confidence may have come back. They've just beaten Harrogate (laughs) 3-0. In the Carabao Cup. Um, but back to Premier League action. Everton, 8-15. It's a little bit tight, but I think they'll get the job done. Yeah, definitely. Um, then that takes us to the battle of the two promoted sides, or two of the three promoted sides. Leeds against Fulham. Leeds, again, odds are short, 4-7. to seven, So uh, slightly better than the Everton odds, very slightly. 
but uh, I think they'll get a win. They look very good, didn't they, really, against Liverpool, um, losing that game 4-3 last Saturday. We knew Leeds would go and attack the game. We knew, we said on the pod, you know, Liverpool to win, both teams to score. We, we got that right. Um, I think Leeds definitely showing very encouraging signs. Um, the first home game back in the Premier League, going to be bang up for this. Fulham lost to Arsenal 3-0, as we'd expected. I'm really encouraged by what I've seen from Leeds in that Liverpool defeat. Fulham against Arsenal, not so encouraged. No. And definitely, you know, Leeds looking back on the Championship season last year and just overall with with Bielsa, a strong home record. uh, No defeats in their last eight games at Ellen Road. Obviously, it's, you know, they've both made signings and they'll... The landscape has changed somewhat, but it's you know still a bit of a fortress for them, even without the fans. And like you said, if you have a look at the contrast in opening day performances, you've got to, even though uh, both were defeated, you've got to say that Leeds are uh, a favourites here. Again, four to seven, I've got a bad, bad feeling that we're not going to get that many good prices with Leeds this season, just because of the the size of the club and the expectation and Bielsa and everything. So, you know, I'd like it to be a little bit, a little bit better there, but I still think, I still think Leeds will get it done. I agree. Closer to evens for Leeds would, uh, would definitely be more like what you'd expect, but perhaps something we can take advantage of as as the season rolls on, you know, in games where we don't think Leeds will win, um, the other team will probably be a, a bigger price than they actually should be. So, you know, we can use it to our advantages, advantage as well. Yep. Man United against Crystal Palace, an even shorter price we're going for here, mm. three to ten. Um, they below one to three for Manchester United to get the win. This is their first game. Uh, they didn't play obviously last weekend. I can't see any reason why they wouldn't get the job done at Old Trafford. You know, Palace got a very good, albeit unexpected, uh, win against Southampton last weekend, one nil. One of the many coupon busters that we mentioned at the start of the show but um, I think Manchester United after their strong finish to last season um, they've strengthened well as well you know Donny van der Beek coming in I think they'll be they'll be there or thereabouts in the top four uh, this season as we discussed and I think they'll get a comfortable win I don't think they're going to hammer Palace but I think they'll get a comfortable win a little stat to think about uh, when it comes to betting on this game Crystal Palace actually undefeated in their last two appearances at Old Trafford. Last season, they beat them 2-1. And the season before, they drew 0-0 at Old Trafford. So, uh, somewhat of a bogey side. But then if you want to flip it, you know, find a stat to flip it on its head, United haven't lost in their last nine home games. So, uh, yeah, United should win, but I think it could be tricky. I think Palace are going to be dangerous on the break. Even all their summer recruitment is is always built around pace, isn't it? As a looks like Ben Rama's going to come in. <laughs> they, they always seem to sign players that are good on the break and, and very pacey. So, something to watch out for. Yeah. And finally then, Arsenal against Tom, Tom Walker's favourite Premier League team, West Ham United. <laughs> Arsenal price at 1-2. to two, So, they're the best price team out of all these ones we're tipping on the Saturday um, I actually think they're probably one of the teams I'm most confident in to win um, very impressive on opening day Williams come straight in played really well against Fulham uh, goal and assist for him West Ham 
as we expected, as you rightly mentioned last week on the pod, could be in for a real season of struggle under Moyes. Um, very poor in their uh, 2-0 opening day defeat to Newcastle at home. And I can't see why going away to Arsenal, things are going to get any better after that abject performance. No, I got them at 9-2. to uh, They're now 2-1 to to be relegated. Uh, crazy yeah. how it changes just... After one game, but yeah, I'd stand by it. Even if they'd won 3-0, I'd still stand by that. I think West Ham are going to go down and get relegated this season. And yeah, Arsenal, as I said on the uh, on the kind of season preview show last week, I'm expecting them to have a good, strong push for the top four. I'm a big fan of what Arteta's done so far. Aubameyang's finally signed a new contract and released 62 announcement videos to go along with it. So <laughs> the mood should be good. Uh, one to two, again, not the best price, but we uh, we fancy the Gunners. Yeah, we do. <laughs> okay, so that's gone through. That's all of the games on Saturday. That takes us to Sunday. Uh, again, four games staggered throughout the day. We've got Southampton against Tottenham. Um, first up on Sunday, anything you'd like to look off for that particular game? Or do you reckon that's one to kind of take a watch and brief on? Yes, I do. Uh, not sure which way to go on this one. Best bet is no bet. Yeah, I'd agree. Uh, interesting with Spurs, isn't it, at the moment? Transfer talk. Bale could be coming back. Saw a really good tweet um, from a account. I can't remember who to give credit to. Apologies. He said, they're very much looking forward to uh, a front three when Bale comes in, the best front three that Spurs can offer, uh, Son, Kane, and Lucas Moura. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, don't know, I don't know how accurate that is, but it just made me laugh. Uh, maybe a 300 grand a week backup winger uh, could, be, could be coming in. But yeah, a uh, bit of intrigue. It's such a Mourinho sign, yeah. isn't it? Someone yeah, who's it you know, in their 30s, kind of on the downward spiral experience. He, he loves that stuff. So, so yeah, uh, interesting. But, again, not sure who to go for in terms of the uh, Southampton-Tottenham game. In terms of Newcastle-Brighton, Tom, uh, anything you want to tip the profit chasers on this one? Not really for me. Not really. Uh, Newcastle looked good, but I'm reserving judgment on Brighton. You know, they played Chelsea, didn't they, opening day? So, always a tricky game. I think this is going to be a much better barometer of where Brighton are going to be at this season. So, um, for me, reserving judgment, no bet. I'm a big fan of, of Brighton. I said it last week. I think they'll be okay. I think they're the new... Remember when Stoke consolidated for year after year after year and, um, you know, kind of cemented themselves. Southampton have done a very similar job. Burnley are probably the best example. I think Brighton will go strength to strength and, and you know cement themselves as a Premier League club. I do think yeah. this could be a little bit of a challenge. Uh, Newcastle started off really well. I would probably lean towards Newcastle, but not with a great air of confidence. Uh, the Magpies are six to four if you fancy them. Okay, so that takes us to the biggest game of the day: Chelsea against Liverpool. Chelsea nine to four. The draw thirteen to five and Liverpool eleven to ten. Um, to be perfectly honest, I'm going to sit on the fence with this one. I'm going to go for both teams to score <laughs> and over two point five goals. So 
I'm not convinced over which team is going to win, but five to six for both teams to get on the score sheet and there to be over 2.5, I think is the way I'd go. Liverpool conceding three on opening day. We spoke last week about their defensive issues, their frailties have not kept a clean sheet for what, eight consecutive competitive games now. It's a real issue that needs resolving for them. And then Chelsea, um, with all their new their new players still settling in, um, they've got more to bring in. Chilwell, Ziyech, Tiago Silva all didn't play um, in the opening day game against Brighton. So perhaps some more reinforcements to come in there. And considering the, fire, the firepower they've got now, I'd certainly back them to be able to get out of this shaky Liverpool defence. And uh, Kepper in goal still, I believe. Uh, made yeah. another mistake against Brighton. Should, should have saved Trossard's shot. So, yeah, uh, I may as well put my mic down on this one, Tom, because I had both teams to score and over 2.5 goals wrote down. Um, <laughs> and I also, I also wanted to extend it. If you fancy in something that's a little bit more of a long shot, I do think Liverpool will get the win. To be honest, um, yeah, I do, I do. I think going forward, I mean, Salah was on another level uh, on the opening day. Unbelievable performance. I think aided by penalties. Yeah, but in terms of his not not just Salah, not just Salah. I mean, Liverpool. Yeah, yeah. I mean, overall, he was he was electric. I thought, and I watched the Chelsea game, and I wasn't overly impressed by. The Werner, Havertz, uh, etc. kind of um, forward unit for Chelsea. And like you said, Tom is still settling in. So I'm going to go for Liverpool to win and both teams to score. That's priced at 11 to 4. And I could definitely see that happening. So um, yeah, that's something that I would tip if you fancy a bit more of a return. Throw me uh, both teams to score and draw if you've got it. Draw and both teams to score is ten to three. Okay, if you fancy that. Okay, all right. Leicester Burnley then last one on the Sunday. Leicester for me too short. Three to five. Not having that. <laughs> Love it. Neither am I. <laughs> Burnley, come on, nineteen to four. It's nearly five to one for Burnley. Um, I don't know why you'd put Burnley at five to one and Leicester at three to five. This is Burnley's first game of the season. Uh, we have to bear that in mind, but come on. Leicester played one game against newly promoted West Brom, aided by two late Jamie Vardy penalties. Come on, three to five, give over. <laughs> I, I totally agree, mate. I totally agree. Against, I've, I think it's going to be a lot different, you know, playing against West Brom uh, and playing against Burnley. I think Burnley will obviously be a lot more organised and a lot harder to play against. Yeah, I think Leicester are the rightful favourites. Uh, I had in my notes here, Tom, what you just said. You know, it is Burnley's first game, so they could have a little bit of extra rust. Uh, haven't really strengthened in the in a transfer window and lost Jeff Hendrick. So I don't know if they're going to be a complete force, and there's obviously still time in the window. But three to five, you can shove that. Um, absolutely no way am I going near that. No way. No chance. No chance. Um, a random stat for you, which we could translate into something potentially. The last six consecutive Burnley games have featured over 10.5 corners. Um, and so have six of the last seven games between the two sides. 
and over 10.5 corners in this game is four to five. Cool. Sounds good to me. I like that. For those of you who like a little bit of a corners bet. Yeah, there are those people out there. Okay, finally then, Monday. Villa Sheffield United and Wolves Man City are our two games. Anything for Villa Sheffield United for you? I'm not really not really keen on that one. I'm not sure. I think I would go for Villa if I had to go for any for any side. Sheffield United, I watched them against Wolves and they they dominated the ball after their kind of shell shocked uh, first ten minutes or so when it conceded to. But they just I know they've got loyalty to some players and, and that's great. But they just look like they're lacking up front a little bit. So I think I'd go for Villa. I think I'd rather put my faith, faith sorry, in Watkins and Grealish than Sharp and McBurney. 100%. 13 to 8 for Villa. Um, yeah, I, I, I fancy Villa. Again, not a massively convincing tip, but I'd, I'd go for the villains if I had to. Okay. How about let's look at Wolves Man City then? Final game of the weekend, uh, and it's a big one. Man City's first game against Wolves. It's a very tough start to the season for Manchester City. Um, Wolves have had some success as well against them in the past. They've won the last two meetings between the two sides in the Premier League, uh, 3-2 last season at Molyneux, and then Wolves also won 2-0 at the Etihad. The season before that, Manchester City went to Molyneux and drew one all, so it's not been a particularly happy hunting ground for them in uh, recent seasons. So I'm kind of on the fence. Obviously, part of me thinks it's Man City, first game of the season, they're going to be up for this. They're you know, I think they're probably going to win the league this season. The other part of me thinks they've struggled at Wolves in the past. Wolves aren't rusty. Wolves have got off to a good start this season. Wolves are at home. Um, so I'm kind of against Man City. I don't know about you. I, I don't know. I, yeah. I really don't know which way to go. I'm, I'm tempted maybe by an under goals market, maybe under 3.5 goals at one to two, something like that, rather than picking a result. Yeah, see, I I get what you're saying. And, and obviously, whenever you want to go against Man City, you know, you're, you're dancing with the devil a little bit. I like Wolves' yeah. double chance. Wolves' double chance is six to four. Uh, reason being exactly what you said, Tom, again, you're just robbing my notes at the moment. Um, the record uh, last season, obviously, Wolves did the double over them. City, I mentioned it last week, still not convinced by them defensively. I don't personally think they'll win the league. Uh, Nathan Ake is not the answer, in my opinion. Um, I, I mean, are we going to see Fernandinho at centre-half again? I mean, he's 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 good and everything, but... I think you need a little bit more than that. And, you know, the I'm a big fan of a team that's got off to a good start in Wolves, got a good 2-0 win over a team just starting their season. So for me, 6-4, to four, double chance, that's what I'd be going for. Yeah, fair enough. I can't argue with that. can't argue with it. Um, let's wrap up then and move on to the Championship. Friday night, Coventry QPR kicks us off. Um, I'd like to touch on this very briefly. I do think you'll get both teams to score in this particular game. It's priced at four to five. 
last season, if you wanted both teams to score match, you tend to look at QPR. Lots of goals at both ends. I do think they will probably be the same this season. I also think Coventry are going to be one of those sides. Goals at the goals at the right end, goals at the wrong end. And we've kind of seen that from Coventry already uh, in their games this season. Drew one all against Gillingham in the EFL Cup. Uh, lost 2-1 to Bristol City in their first championship game. Um, they do have firepower. Matt Goddard's already amongst the goals in the championship. But again, they can strengthen more at the back. They can be a bit more disciplined at the back. So I think these two sides who, like I say, can score, can tend to concede, both teams to score. It's like a good bet for me here. Yeah, agreed. Again, getting sick of this now. Uh, I was going to highlight Matt Godden. Uh, he's, <laughs> he's, he's scored. Uh, he scored it eight in a row. If you go back to last season, uh, has he? That's see, see, that's a much better stat. <laughs> Put a bit of meat on my bones. Yeah. So obviously, uh, Coventry's season was ended early, right? Um, League One was uh, curtailed early, and they went up on uh, points per game. But yeah, uh, Godden scored in his last eight games. Bit of a worry for Coventry. Uh, Allen got injured. Um, on the weekend, he's a big creative force for them, so uh, he will be missed. But I like the shout there, Tom. Well, just before we move on, then let's look at Matt Gollan. Um, anytime scorer seven to four, first goal scorer five to one. So could be something there in the anytime, especially bit of value to make it nine in a row. Mm, tasty, tasty. I'm going to look at a game that is not going to be one for the neutrals. I don't think. Uh, but it's Blackburn and Wickham. Blackburn priced at 11 to 20. Obviously, we're going to get some short prices uh, with teams playing Wickham at home. It's nature of the beast. I, I don't blame uh, the bookies for, for pricing it up like that at all. I do think they'll get the job done. They were unfortunate to lose to a wonder goal uh, away at Bournemouth to lose 3-2. Armstrong. Already off the mark. Uh, he's going to be, I think, probably top oh, top 10 strikers in, in the championship this season for sure. And uh, they lost 1-0 away at Newcastle, which is no disgrace. Wickham, I mean, some of the stats coming out about the Wickham-Rotherham game. Have you, have you seen oh, them, Tom? It's all about the ball in playtime. Oh, man. And Jack Grimmer completing two passes in, in two games. <laughs> Like Jeez. successfully, it is absolutely crazy. Um, so they're going to be they're going to be very very uh, unique, I think, this season. Uh, but yeah, Blackburn really impressed them opening day. <laughs> Eleven to twenty, not a great price, but they should get the win. <laughs> unique, yeah, definitely. Um, okay, I'm going to look at a team who. I didn't think I'd actually be tipping this early into the podcast um, and into the season, but Luton Town, they're at home to Derby County. They're the outsiders for this game. They're priced at seven to four. Um, and everything that we've seen so far this season, the back end of last season, it just it doesn't add up to me why they would be the outsiders for this game. Um, Luton has started the season very well. They've beaten Norwich and they've beaten Reading in the EFL Cup, and they won their first game of the season last weekend against Barnsley away. Uh, not an easy place to go, is Oakwell. 
So that's an impressive result. They kept two clean sheets in these three games as well. So three very strong results. And that kind of bleeds in from the back end of last season as well, when they performed the great escape under Nathan Jones. Um, five competitive wins in a row. Six out of the last seven games. And I think that positivity from last season has really, really boiled over into this season, um, particularly because of the short break between the two seasons. It's really allowed that to happen. And the opposites kind of happened of Derby. Started the season very poorly, much how they finished last season, really. Finished last season very, very poorly. Four defeats in the last five games. And already this season, um, beat Barrow on penalties in the, in the EFL Cup. Then they've lost to Preston and they've lost to Reading at home uh, 2-0. So poor form, poor results against this on the up Luton side. For me, 7-4 for Luton is a great price. 100%. Um, you know, there's something about Nathan Jones and Luton, isn't there? He, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he's really turned them uh, into kind of a, a hard-to-beat, dogged side, which was the complete opposite of them uh, before he returned to the club. Derby will be hoping that, you know, they just signed a couple of players. Kamil uh, Goshvac, Goshivak, I've absolutely killed his name. But high expectations of uh, their new Polish win- winger from Lech Poznan. Uh, Nathan Byrne as well is a good signing. But Derby did this last season and it was Koku's first job in England. So it was kind of excused a little bit. Uh, but they certainly won't want to make such a uh, slow start this season. So, yeah, um, a bit of a worry for Derby, but it is very, very early. I agree with your tip. Uh, I'm going to have a look at Bournemouth. Bournemouth were not perfect uh, beating Blackburn. I just covered it in my Blackburn tip, but they got the job done. Their starting lineup was... Pretty incredible, I'd say, for uh, the opening game. Uh, some of the some of the attacking talent on show uh, was pretty uh, alarming for this level. They're playing against a Middlesbrough side that were really, really poor. I thought um, against Watford on the EFL opening game. I fancy Bournemouth to go that long trip up to Middlesbrough, come back with the points. 13 to 8 is the price. Uh, and again, I just want to say that Arnal Danjuma, I think his name is, um, yeah. he looks a real talent. He's been, I'm, I'm a big believer in, you know, if you get given a specific shirt number, it means that you're going to play a part, typically. Yeah. I don't know if that's true for everywhere, but he's been given the number 10, so I think a lot's expected of him and a lot's going to be coming of him um and yeah he scored an absolute banger on the weekend so i yeah, fancy him sure. to get on the score sheet bournemouth 13 to 8 impressive as well knocking uh palace out of the efl cup oh that, yes that palace side was a strong one as well yeah sorry forgot to mention that great point yeah yeah i completely agree bournemouth great price um Another one of the recently relegated sides who won on opening day was Norwich. They went away to where did they go away to? They went away to Huddersfield and uh, eked out a one 0 win with a late goal. I think at home against Preston, who did lose on opening day to Swansea, one one nil as well. I think Norwich 
spoke last week last week how good their squad is at the moment for this level um much like much like Bournemouth's um their starting 11 they could potentially field is is frightening for championship level still got a lot of the players who who were in the Premier League season still with like Cantwell, Buendia, uh, Max Ahrens, Ben Godfrey, etc., etc. So, yeah, I think Norris for me at four to five are a very good price to get two wins on the bounce and uh, kickstart their Championship season. Yeah, with a one hundred percent record and on the on the right footing. Yeah, one hundred percent. My tips to win the league. Uh, Birmingham got a surprise victory over Brentford for the second season in a row on opening day. I took Karanka's first game in charge. I do think, however, they're going to come unstuck at the Liberty. Uh, Swansea themselves got the got a opening day victory over Preston, who you just mentioned, Tom. Swansea, I really expect them to finish in the top six. Uh, they are strengthening on top of a really exciting team. They've still got Joe Roden. They've still got uh, Matt Grimes. They've still got Andre Ayew. Um, Morgan Gibbs-White scored the only goal of the game against Preston. So nice to see him get his debut off to a good start. They're priced at evens. Uh, although Birmingham won, I still think that they're going to be in big trouble this season. And yeah, Swansea at evens is a really nice price. Uh, one more for me. It's Brentford to beat Huddersfield. The price isn't the best. 4-7 to seven for Brentford to get the win. It's the first league match at the new stadium. How much of an impact that'll actually have is probably a bit more negligible since it won't have any fans there. Um, but still, I'm sure they'll be bang up for it. Surprising loss, as you mentioned, away at Birmingham last weekend. But bounced back from that in the best way possible in the EFL Cup with a 2-0 win away at Premier League Southampton. So uh, Brentford still obviously do have it. There's not too much of a hangover from last season. Um, rebounding like that. Yeah, just thought I'd also add that I think Thomas Frank is probably the most annoying manager in English football. What's he done? He just annoys me. His well, whole, just his mannerisms. Yeah, his, his like, mannerisms. His, yeah, his voice. Like, yeah, he just pisses me off. Anyway, let's move on to Lee Goring. <laughs> he just he's a whiny little so and so. Uh, anyway, <laughs> let's move on to League One, Tom. Yeah. Um, I'm not expecting too much from this side, it has to be said. But I do think that Ipswich will continue their good start to the season uh, by beating Bristol Rovers. I think they've got a really generous start to the season. Um, they will have played Wigan. Bristol Rovers, Rochdale, MK Dons and Gillingham in their opening few games. So they could really find themselves at the top end uh, of the table. I don't know if it's going to last. Um, I don't it won't. I don't fancy them to get promoted, but um, things could be getting, the fans could be getting quite exciting until they realise they've played no one of decent quality. Bristol Rovers... <clears throat> Excuse me. Bristol Rovers did get a surprising win, a, a surprising draw away at Sunderland. They were hanging on for absolute dear life. And on another day, it could have been three or four, to be honest with you. Uh, I don't expect them to ride out that luck. Ipswich, eight to five. Again, they're not my favourite team in the world, but 
a good start from them and another poor uh, challenger in opposition, uh, they should get the job done. Yeah, I could definitely see that one happening. Um, I'm going to take a look at the Blackpool-Swindon town game. This is one where Swindon currently sit top of the league, uh, the newly promoted side, thanks to their resounding 3-1 win on opening day uh, against Rochdale. Blackpool, on the other hand, lost 1-0 to Plymouth. But my tip for this one is both teams to score. I'm not going to go for a result 4-5 to five for both teams to get on the score sheet. Swindon have proven that they can score plenty of goals. They scored in each of their three games so far they've played this season. Um, the three against Rochdale, two in the EFL Trophy against West Brom and uh, one in the EFL Cup against Charlton. So scored in all their games. Blackpool, they've got plenty of attacking talent in their team. Now, if you look at the Blackpool side who they've got, they've got Keshi Anderson, who has come from Swindon. They've got Jerry Yates, who's come from Swindon. Sully Kai Kai, CJ Hamilton. Now, these are all players who are more than capable of hitting the back of the net. So I think with the firepower they've got, Blackpool can definitely get at least one goal against the Swindon side who aren't shy of getting a goal themselves. Yeah, I like that, Tom. I'm going to look at what will probably uh, be the game of the weekend in League One. It's Peterborough against Fleetwood. I am not siding with Peterborough. They lost 2-0 against Accrington Stanley. I'll get on to that uh, later on. They were in my bomb-proof treble and I've uh, got a bit of an excuse lined up, to be honest with you. Uh, so I'm looking towards goals, to be honest with you. Both of these teams are not goal shy. Um, so both teams to score is 10 to 11. Over 2.5 is 21 to 20. I also think that you'll be able to get uh, Fleetwood Town on the double chance. And that's not me diving on Peterborough thinking all of a sudden they're a bad team. This is based on how good Fleet would have been. They haven't lost in any of their last five games. Obviously, that's stretching back to last season. Uh, and they haven't lost any of their eight uh, last eight away games. That's going back to last season. And they've won their last four, which is also going back to last season. Um, so I think Fleetwood uh, are more than equipped to go to the, as I used to call it London Road when I went. I don't know what sponsors taken over it now. But, uh, it was like it was like I, I backs or something. Last yeah, time I, I have no idea. When I went, it was called London Road, and used to, and the bathroom was just a long hedge at the back, <laughs> and or everyone would just line up and piss. It's, uh, it's, it's the Western Home Stadium now. Oh, is it? Uh, very catchy. Doesn't sound as good as London Road. No, does it? really catchy that. Uh, but yeah, um, fancy Fleetwood, basically to come away with something from London Road. <laughs> okay, yeah. I thing is, I think Peterborough are going to get promoted, but they've started the season really poorly. Um, they're one of them teams. I feel like I look at the the players they've got, as we've spoken about: Johnson, Clark, Harris, Mohamed, Issa, and Sir Ricky um, up front, <laughs> <laughs> capable of demolishing any team on their day if it clicks with those three. Hundred <laughs> percent. Fleetwood have been very good. They have been very good. I might get you a Sir Ricky shirt for Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> I'd love that. Um, <laughs> right. Uh, for me, I'm going to look at a double chance. It's Accrington 
against Burton Albion. It's 4-7 to seven for Accrington to get a draw or a win away from home. We mentioned uh, they're beating Peterborough. Very impressive result on opening day. Um, and to think they can then follow that up against a Burton side who are without a clean sheet in six consecutive games. These two sides have played against each other once this season already in the in the EFL Cup. It was a one all draw at full time. Um, other than that, Burton have lost all of their games this season. I think Accrington have got enough about them, enough momentum and confidence to get at least a draw here, as they've already done so uh, this season against this Burton side who just haven't started the season well under Jake Buxton. And that's something you mentioned last season. You didn't think they were going to have a good season. Uh, and it turns out so far, you've been proved right. Thank you. Thanks for that tee up. Um, <laughs> I, I'm going to talk about my tip for the League One title. Uh, that also got off to a nice start. So I'm just absolutely full of myself today. Uh, <laughs> Charlton Athletic. They got a nice 2-0 win away at Crewe. Uh, me and Tom fully expect Crewe to be well clear of any relegation danger and just like a nice entertaining mid-table finish. Uh, so it's a really good win for Charlton. They've got Doncaster uh, visiting the Valley. Uh, fancy Charlton to get the win. They looked mightily impressive despite everything going on. 19-20 to 20 for them to get the win. Doncaster opened their season with a 1-1 draw with Milton Keynes Dons at home. Uh, haven't you know watched the entirety of the 90 minutes, I must confess, but I don't believe that they uh, pulled up any trees. No. Uh, okay, no more really from me. Um, actually, just one brief thing I wanted to mention. The Oxford play Sunderland this Saturday. They've played each other... Five times in recent history, um, four of those five games have all finished one all. If you think it might finish one all again, five to one is the price, but just something I thought I'd throw in there as a little bonus. Ma- the mafia. Match fixing at its finest. Love exactly. it. Exactly. <laughs> Love it. That's crazy, though, isn't it? Um, yeah. From just if you had to push me for a win, I'd probably be leaning on uh, Oxford, but yeah. What not a... lean on draw? <sighs> yeah. Why not? Why not? Why not? I do, I do <laughs> love going with the green. So yeah, let's move on, Tom. Let's get into League Two. So I'm going to kick us off with a team that actually has lost both games. Start. I think this is going to be an absolutely diabolical uh, first game uh, for me to mention. We're looking at one team, the home team, haven't won in their last 11. And the away team haven't won in their last nine. So it's, it's an absolute pig's ear. Uh, and of course, it's Stevenage against Oldham. Um, Stevenage are my overwhelming favourites to be relegated from this league at long last and uh, good riddance to them. I think Oldham, uh, even though they haven't been great, I do actually expect them to to be okay. I know they haven't started off well. Uh, I know they've lost their, their League One fixture and their uh, Cup fixture so far, but I actually think they're going to be okay. Uh, they're priced at 90... Harry Kulin, isn't he? Sorry? Harry Kulin. 
Yeah. As manager. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and Surely there's a last chance saloon in bloody <laughs> English league football league management. He absolutely loves a job in League Two, doesn't he? Loves it. He does. Loves it. He's had uh, three or four clubs, and Joe, you know what he did all right at Crawley. He was steady. I think the Notts County thing, you know, they had a, a terrible owner, Alan Hardy, and uh, I think that has tarnished his reputation a little bit. But, yeah. But I do agree, Tom. You know, he's got to he's got to stop hopping from club to club, and you know, stick with someone and and get the job done. Oldham could be that uh, that team. And they haven't even scored this season, so it's kind of crazy I'm even tipping them. But that just shows how much I think the Stevenage side is probably mid-table to lower National League level uh, for me. So 19 to 10, big price. Yeah. Okay. Uh, One for me, Salford, 5 to 4. The Amis to get the win. Um, They drew with Exeter to all on opening day. Definitely not a bad result there. Exeter's not going to be a an easy team to play this season by no means. But um, I just look at the Salford team. Darren Gibson, Ashley Hunter, Jason Lowe as the midfield three um, for League Two last weekend. Tom Clark, centre-back. Ian Henderson up front, scored on his debut after two minutes. Prolific in, uh, in League One for Rochdale as well. So, you know, they've got all the tools in all, you know, all across the field to to challenge at the right end of this division. I think it's only a matter of time before they start to string a few wins together. Um, currently 2-0 down to Everton, as we record in the EFL Cup. By no means a poor result against a strong Everton side away at Goodison Park. So they could perhaps take a bit of heart from that performance. Um, and I think 5-4, to four, above evens, decent price. Grimsby are going to be all right this season. But I think this is going to be Salford's afternoon. Yeah, 100%. I think Grimsby's Grimsby's season will be settled in other games rather than, you know, games against a promotion hopeful uh, such as Salford. Uh, Tom, just to let you know, Moise Ken, I think you've actually pronounced his name, or Moise Keen if you're English, has just finished the penalty off and Everton are 3-0 up. Is it really? Yeah. Ken? Ken, yeah. Ken. It's like a Haller and Allaire yeah. all over again, isn't it? And do you know what he does? He does that hop penalty that Bruno Fernandes and uh, Jorginho do. I, does it? Yeah, I, I'd fall over. But it's probably because I'm. <laughs> it's probably why I'm not a Premier League footballer. But it just looks so. I, I, I don't know. It looks kind of looks unnecessary to me, but. Whatever. I can't wait to see Lyle Taylor pe- take a penalty for Forrest just on the subject of penalties. I'm going to lose my editing. Uh, honestly, I swear <laughs> to God, if he does that and he misses, I'll. I'll that's the thing, like, He always seemed to score it for Charlton, but I bet the first one he gets for Forrest will miss. <laughs> my, uh, honestly, I can't stand that, Cam. Yeah, I like Vardy's penalties. Quick run up bang it down the middle or bang it, choose a side and just smack it in. I love it. Yeah. Anyway, let's talk about turmoil team of the weekend. Uh, (laughs) Southend United. (laughs) I don't know if anyone saw the viral videos of their defending. Absolutely. Just the term unbelievable gets used a lot. 
this is genuinely something that I've never seen before. Uh, some of the defending was unbelievable. They lost 4-0 at home to newly promoted Harrogate. Um, Tom, we're expecting Harrogate to, to do okay, but that's an, yeah. it's not an okay result for Southend. Remember, they're recently relegated from League One. So this, this was a particularly bad result. And they played that badly at the weekend. I'm again going to tip a team that has lost both games. And they've lost both games uh, away from home. This is their first home game. They lost 3-0 and 3-0. So not exactly, you know, got great form uh, right now. But it's Carlisle. I expect Carlisle to finish mid-table or so. I'm looking around 10th maybe. And they're playing a team that was that was the laughing stock of English football on the weekend. So I, I really do fancy him to to get something out of that. And if you and if you fancy them, they are ten to eleven. I think that's a really good price. I completely agree. Uh, and on that note, unless there's anything else you want to tip, I'm happy to wrap up and look at Bomberish Travels. Yes. So this is the part of the show where me and Tom put together all of our research, knowledge, uh, gut feeling, whatever you want to call it, into a treble that we then recommend that you guys back. We back our own bets. We put £10 stake on ours, but we only want you to bet what you can afford to lose. The idea is that we all follow the same bets and then we all bash the bookies together. So um, let's have a look at last week's, Tom. Um, You want to get started? Yours was... uh, Abysmal. Uh, yeah, I was going to use the term interesting, but uh, abysmal <laughs> is probably a better way of looking at it. Uh, yeah, well, uh, we'll quickly go through this one. It wasn't my finest travel by any means, was it? So I thought Cardiff would beat Sheffield Wednesday. Unfortunately, they lost 2-0. He also had Sunderland to beat Bristol Rovers at home. We've covered it on the show. They only managed a 1-1 draw. And finally, Cheltenham at home to Morecambe. I thought it was a banker for Cheltenham. They didn't. It was one. They lost 2-1. Yeah. Uh, Upsets all around. A team that started on minus 12 and two teams tipped for relegation against two teams tipped for promotion and not one winner. (laughs) It was that kind of weekend. Um, So mine was agonising, actually. Uh, I won two of three. So I had big balls and started mine off on the Friday night. Luckily, Watford did win (laughs) 1-0. Yeah, without the team that we thought they'd play. So that was lucky. He also had Fleetwood to beat Burton. They did say 2-1. And this is so annoying. I had Peterborough. Uh, to be Accrington Stanley away from home. They lost 2-0. Now, if yeah. you have watched um, any highlights or seen any other goals on Twitter or anything, you will see that Accrington Stanley scored two genuine goal-of-the-season contenders, particularly the 25-yard dip-in volley. Uh, <laughs> that was a particular highlight. And it's pretty hard to win games of football and win tips when worldies are going in against you. So a little bit tough there. Uh, The joint treble had Cheltenham on it and and, uh, Peterborough, but it did have Fleetwood. 
So at least they flew the flag for the uh, for the joint treble. But as we said, a new season. Uh, so teams are getting EFL uh, cup games under their uh, under their belt, and you know more league games. We're hoping that things become a bit more transparent, shall we say? So. Let's talk about this week, Tom. Uh, feel free to go first and read out your bomb-proof treble. Right, so for my treble, we're going to start in the Premier League. Arsenal against West Ham, 1-2 to two for the Gunners to get the win. Then we're going to drop down into the Championship for the next two. Luton at home to Derby, 7-4 for Luton. And finally, Norwich against Preston, Norwich. Four to five for the Canaries to get the win. Ten pound stake on that one returns seventy four pounds and twenty pence. That's more than I was expecting, actually. I suppose it's the uh, it's the gluten price. Yeah, yeah, the gluten price. But yeah, for sure, fancy that we uh, we covered that Derby uh, started badly last season under uh, Koku, and it looks like it's going to continue this season just from the the first couple games so yeah definitely uh definitely fancy in that one tom okay so i am going to start off in the championship i'm going to go for blackburn rovers they're playing wickham wanderers at home they're priced at 11 to 20 and also going to stick in the championship for my next team swansea city at home to birmingham priced at evens and then we're going to drop down into league 2 and we're going to capitalise on hopefully that South End calamity down there. Uh, Carlisle to beat South End at home, ten to eleven. Ten pounds on returns fifty nine eighteen. Nice, yep, I like that treble as well. So I think two strong trebles there um, for this week. So hopefully at least one of them will come in, maybe even both, and maybe even the joint. Well, I think we both wanted Arsenal. So let's get Arsenal yeah. on there. Then I'm happy to go for Norwich. They're a nice price. They are a nice price. Um, so I reckon we should also have uh, Carlisle. Yes. Let's capitalise. Love it. Love it. Capitalise on the calamity. That's what I like to see. So £10 on that. Uh, if you just want to reiterate yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So, Arsenal, <clears throat> excuse me, Premier League, Arsenal are home to West Ham, 1-2. to two. Championship, Norwich at home to Preston, 4-5. to five. League 2, Carlisle at home, Southend, 10-11. to 11. Ten pounds on, returns. 51-54. Lovely, lovely. So, good luck with those bets, profit chasers. Fingers crossed we can uh, we can get one on the board early this season. Uh, fantasy football, Tom, started. Yeah. Not, fantasy football. Not um, as we know it, though. Um, very bizarre that half of my team didn't even play. Well, that's your own fault, picking <laughs> teams that didn't have a game in that game week. Yeah, well, I just, yeah, but you want a good team forever, don't you? Yeah, just play wildcard. That's what I'm going to do, I think. Well, I am currently fourth from bottom. Um, <laughs> there's 182 teams in the league. I am sat comfortably 179th. Um, I can't 
now surprised after your last couple of seasons, to be honest. <laughs> My team is called Saka Shit as well, after uh, Bukeo Saka. So, living up to its name. But let's talk about Christopher Sumner uh, with Kloptoberfest. Great name. Uh, he got 104 points, helped by Salah captain. Uh, Brian yeah. Boyd, Dean... Oh, God, Dean, I'm sorry. Dean McKeo. McKeough, I don't know. <laughs> Brian Grant, Paul Fraser... <laughs> Sam Howard, David Doherty, Andrew Jones, Liam Keane, Scott Rhodes, and Ronan Gormley. Uh, that rounds off the top 10. Well, you know, it's always uh, a challenge, isn't it, sometimes when we read out this, <laughs> these top 10s, especially when it's a brand new season and we've not got used to pronouncing any of the names or know which names are going to come up before we read them out. Yeah. Um, I think you've got an easy list there, to be fair. I'll be honest with you. I'm pretty happy, apart from Dean in third. Yeah. Um, that was a pretty easy list, and I, I was very uh, very grateful for the uh, traditional <laughs> names there. But, yeah, if you want to join our Fantasy League, obviously there's plenty of time to do so. If you don't have a team, uh, then you're only a week behind. Make one. And if you've already got one, then you'll join at your rightful spot Um on the points that you're already on. I can see that yeah. Chev Higgins with Chedwick Strikers uh, or Strickers, sorry, is uh, penned in to join. So 183 will be up to. The league code is obtainable either via Twitter or Tom puts it in the podcast description. Uh, yeah. Twitter, T underscore FB podcast. Uh, you, if you followed us on Twitter, uh, you would have saw that the Monday games in the Premier League, uh, we tweeted out two for two uh, tips that you could have got on. So that was a nice little extra. Uh, we yeah. we tipped under 2.5 goals for the Sheffield United Wolves game. That was 4-11. to 11. And we tipped um, Chelsea to win an over three goals, 10-3. to three. Uh, We actually predicted a 3-1 result for Chelsea, but we didn't recommend betting on the scoreline, just the win and over three goals. So keep your eye out on social media. Hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. Don't gloss over the fact that you didn't post up my winning treble either. So Tom sent me a message on Tuesday afternoon. He said, can you give me a treble for the Carabao Cup games tonight? So I gave him one. Uh, albeit, I would lab- admit, it was a an hour or so after you text me. Gave him a winning show. What did I say? Sheffield Wednesday, Fleetwood, Newcastle. All to win. Um, he, he didn't post it. <laughs> I I was busy. I was doing my thing. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, I, I do feel bad. But then, but then what am I supposed to do? Put it on Twitter and say, oh, by the way, we did have a winning bet to share with you, but we've got, <laughs> we've got to do it. Number one, we look like we've made it up. And number two, um, everyone just gets pissed off at us, really. <laughs> no. So uh, hopefully, anyway, the point is, follow us on Twitter because we do tweet out winners from time to time. Absolutely. Winners <laughs> only. So, uh, so yeah, Twitter, 100% record so far, just saying. Um, so, yeah, Facebook, www.facebook.com slash football betting podcast 
Uh, and if you want to email us with any inquiries, feel free to do so. Uh, footballbettingpodcast at gmail.com. Yeah, and if you have enjoyed the show, guys, we'd really appreciate it if um, you could review us or rate us wherever you listen to the podcast. Uh, if you enjoyed the show, perhaps won some money. I know the Bonfruit Trails were terrible last week, so you wouldn't have won any money on them. But on the individual tips, all the Twitter tips, as we uh, as we mentioned, so we'd really appreciate that. We would, yes. So uh, thank you very much for tuning in. Apologies I didn't tweet the... Uh, the Carabao Cup bet, I, I will try and do better moving forward. Thank, thank you very much for your time. Cheers, guys. Bye-bye.